Jordan is on best. Harper's on middle. Play together, they believe. Um, if there's Levert, it's cold. Levert, back in. Speed. Oh, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Holiday, shot clock down to six. Finds one. Welcome to another edition of the Indie Cornrows podcast. This is your host, Mark Schindler. Uh, I am joined today by Tom Lewis for a podcast that we were not really prepared to have, uh, and I guess one that we weren't really expecting to have. Uh, long story short, and, and what we'll get into, the Athletic, uh, through Sham Sharani and, and Bob Kravitz, released a report today that the Indiana Pacers are uh, looking to to rebuild. Um, which came out of kind of nowhere. Uh, the exact headline: Pacers potentially moved to rebuild, receptive to trade talks on Karis Levert, Demonis Sabonis, and Miles Turner. Uh, that comes on, you know, on the heels of that comes news that that TJ McConnell might miss the entire season with a hand or injury. He just had uh, a ligament repair. Uh, I think it was today or yesterday um, and said that he would be out for multiple months. Uh, and that could be the season. Um, so yeah, a lot to unpack here. Uh, Tom, how are you doing today? Uh, great. I'm glad I uh, taking a late lunch here. This is crazy. Um, was not expecting this after, you know, relatively, uh, positive night at the field house last night the Pacers getting a nice win and uh, all of a sudden it's uh time to blow it up officially yeah can I I need to say something really quick before we even get started deeper I think the most important line well there's a lot to take out of this but one of the most important lines yeah. was the Pacers don't want to embark on a long-term process in quotations or a tankathon because it's fiscally hurtful and the Indianapolis market won't stay engaged, even if fans understand the necessity of starting over, which I have multiple thoughts on. First of all, the stay engaged part is hilarious to me because they're, the, I mean, they're at the bottom of the NBA in attendance this year, and the field house is notably empty every single game. So I just, no. Uh, yeah, the fans are already not engaged, and I think that's been a trend for a couple of years now. Uh, the other thing, this reminded me a lot in terms of uh, wording and the way that they're looking at it, just how things are being reported and the way it looks. It seems similar to what the Charlotte Hornets did with Kemba Walker. Um, they were kind of in that same place of being stuck between a 6-10 to 10 seed. Uh, they ended up not paying Kemba. So it's a little bit different, but also like they said, okay, we're going to push off one year. We'll trade Kemba, see how it goes, and then build from there. Um, and obviously that's worked out for them. I'm not saying it's going to work the same way, but to me, that's what it comes mm -hmm. off as, especially after reading that small, small graph. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, 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 it, looking back over the past couple of weeks, I, you know, I noticed a couple tea leaves that, that make this make sense a little bit. I know that Herb Simon was in town, not expected, unexpectedly, I guess, but at least made a trip into town. Uh, last week, I believe. Um, and usually when I hear that, there's like last year I heard that and <laughs> Bjorkman was, yeah. was gone not far after. And, you know, usually some something's going on. And I'm sure back to your point there um, about engaging the family. I mean, yeah, look at the, the attendance. If you're not going <laughs> to rebuild now, it's, it's not like you're, you're uh, going to be able to build up this team and, and make it more engaging 
So um, I think at this point now, you know, I think fans would get more excited about some younger talent um, that, you know, might develop rapidly or might, you know, be new faces um, because the faces that they have right now have just become stale and they don't work together and they're not compelling um, regardless of the, the individual talents they may have. But, you know, it, it just, it, it's almost like, oh, he, you know, Herb Seven made, made a decision. He's willing to take. It was like, he didn't have another decision at this point, quite honestly. Um, if you're being any type of a responsible steward of the franchise. So fortunately, um, you know, the other, the other thing I was going to say about the tea leaf, just, you know, Bob Kravitz, who is breaking this report, I tweeted earlier um, uh, a few days ago that, you know, I think Simon might be willing to rebuild. Um, and, you know, it, it came up kind of as an opinion. I think he may have been tipped off on that or at least was digging into that. And he is the guy, the veteran reporter, obviously he's a columnist, but he is an old school newspaper guy. And he is, you know, dug into the old school People at the you know at the field house, the Donnie Walsh, the Larry Birds, the um, even Simons, I'm sure, and, and let alone Pritchards and and Buchanan's and and so I feel like a lot of this report is you know coming from the field house um, as opposed to agents. Now I'm sure maybe Shams Sharani a part of it um, could be agent backed up, and that's where they're getting their sources confirmed and all that. Um, so um, I, I feel like it's it's a solid report. It makes sense. Um, and you know, quite frankly, it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I said this on Twitter right away. I was just like, I, uh, Caitlin and I talked yesterday or the day before, and I had mentioned both of us had mentioned, like, we, we just don't think this team's ever going to go into a rebuild, at least with the current state, you know, it seemed very much so like, especially bringing Rick in, uh, that, that was not on the table. Um, and especially another part that they hint at they it was actually kind of odd how it came off mentioning that herb simon who was 87 years old has gotten on board with the idea of a rebuild and i was like that is very curious to mention his age like will he be around for the next part like i was it was very odd Mm -hmm. um but you know it basically came across that saying that he's been pleading is the wrong way to put it but it does seem in a way like especially how it's been reported and things have been reported from from jay michael at the indy star before he left um, about how KP was contemplating a rebuild and wanted to rebuild, and he thought it was time to. Um, and then Herb had, had shut that down, and now obviously that's different due to you know where things are at with him and, and, and KP. So I, it just, I do think in some ways I find it frustrating uh, because of coming into the year like this. I, I get it to a degree, but also like I, it is a little bit um, frustrating that the front office and um, and ownership weren't on the same page coming into the year in a way uh, not to like, just put my own opinion onto it, but that does, it, it is how it comes off to a degree. But again, I do think this is the right call. Um, I think where I do have questions, where are you at with the idea of trading Domas? Because I do, uh, I, I understand looking into trading Karis and miles, especially with how much miles has been kicked around as a, as a trade piece for the last couple of years. I, I, I mean, I, I think, also, with looking at Domas, you have to be open to everything, of course, when you're a rebuilding team. But especially since this team is talking about, you know, being a rebuild on the run team, which is kind of it's one of the quotes from in here. Uh, 
then I don't quite understand trading, you know, your 25 year old two-time all-star who is the best player on the team and has a very charitable contract. So I, I don't know. I think that's one where I, I, I would have to see what comes out of that, but um, right. and also this is just speculation. Um, I can't really back it up. Um, but I would imagine that part of this is coming from his camp too, because he seemed pretty, pretty damn down about this year, uh, both on and off the court. So um, just for what it's worth. Yeah. And so uh, as far as uh, the players, I, I'm fine. Honestly, I am fine with trading everybody on the roster. Mm-hmm. If what comes back to me is good value. Um, and, you know, I kind of said that, <laughs> At being a last year, you know, and that includes the GM, everybody, everybody's on the table, you know, mm. um, and in fact, I mean, I'm, I'd be fine if they traded both Miles and Sabonis. Um, I feel like both of those guys have very good value individually in the right spots on the on the market and could fetch plenty of of um, talent picks, whatever. Um, to fully, re, you know, fully, fully rebuild. Um, but I agree. I mean, they're both young as well. And um, with, again, favorable with contracts, I guess, I, you know, Miles only has one more year. And, you know, to me, he's definitely a, a bigger risk if you were going to keep him around to um, help build around. But, um, you know, it, you see these different trade, you know, rumors and things like that. And um, it's just hard to, you know, until we can gauge what kind of value you get back. Like, you know, if I think from a basketball sense, how incredible it would be to see Sabonis on Golden State. Oh, a God. Team that I, would, has I would love that for him of, and, and for Golden State. Of young, I mean, he can unlock, I mean, that team's unbelievable as it is. And he can unlock, you know, a few other layers of God knows what, which would be incredible to see. And I think his value would be huge. He's, like you say, he's young. Like, if they're going to give up a Kaminga or those really young guys, it would be foolish for them not to because, he, you know, they'd have him going into his prime year, Sabonis, and, um, and still be able to, you know, help keep, Draymond and, and Steph and Clem, those guys going into the end of their career. And um, it'd be short-sighted to, to pass up that opportunity, but it's like, you know, and if you can get a couple of those big assets coming back and picks, I mean, they have a lot of, um, because of the way things fell out with, with them and uh, KD and, and everything, they, they have the, they have plenty of dry powder over there to make a deal like that. Um, so that, you know, is, immediately kind of intriguing that type of a thing but but again if if it's not that type of deal then you know i don't think the Pacers should be pressured to to move them just to move them and that's definitely what i don't want to happen yeah um and so you know it, it, like i saw um some people on twitter complaining about you know if they trade domas i don't want to won't want to watch the Pacers again but why don't you wait and see what they get back if they do trade them you know i mean it's it's uh, crazy. You got you got to see what um, what deals are out there and what comes back, and then then you can criticize it. But um, again, you know, I'm I'm open to anything 
that they do um, to change things up and and we'll see how it how it pans out. But um, uh, there's a lot of moving parts here, definitely. Well, here's what's most interesting to me, um, just in, in in covering the whole league and looking around at everything. This might be the only team that, or at least the earliest team to fall before the trade deadline who has really hit the reset button and decided to blow things up. And especially with how competitive the league is right now and looking at all yeah. the teams that are trying to make a push, um, like this is actually a really good opportunity for the team to try and get as much value as possible. Um, I don't love talking about guys just in terms of asset and value play, but that is a part of the game. And I do think like you're talking about with the Warriors, you could legitimately look at the Warriors and say, okay. And I think there are questions to be had about how, how much you you value all the guys coming back, but like, okay, maybe there is something with Kaminga and Moody or or Kaminga and Wiseman Mm -hmm. and like uh, something like that, like that, that is valuable. If if this team really is looking to do that kind of pivot. Um, And then you can then look at it too and be like, okay, well, what if, um, you know, like the Knicks, they're, they're 11, 11, they need to make some kind of change. They want to see things change up. I don't think RJ Barrett would or should be on the table for miles Turner, but okay. Is Emmanuel quickly available? Like, is that, there's a lot of stuff at play here that could be really interesting in terms of what could happen, especially to like looking at Karis. Um, like, yeah, he's a guy who I think like we've talked about before. I think there have been hopes of him being that guy who could lead the offense that obviously hasn't played out this year. I don't think teams are going to give up on that, but I do think considering the contract that he's on, the kind of player he is, maybe a team like, okay, let's say like a Cleveland or, or Milwaukee or, or the Suns, maybe they take a gamble on swinging at him and hoping that he can inject some shot creation to their benches. Um, there's just, exactly. again, a lot of stuff at play here that could be intriguing. Um, <laughs> clearly we are going to be very busy trying to keep up with everything. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I guess I have a couple more questions I want to ask you before we get out of here. There really is nothing said about TJ Warren in this piece. And Mm -hmm. that was something I found interesting. Um, I do like, I mean, a big part of that without a doubt is that, um, is that he is coming off injury. I shouldn't even say coming off injury. Like he's still on injury. Um, Like, the only thing that's really said in here is that he's he's coming out of uh, he, he's he's coming on to light on court act- right. activity remains out for the foreseeable future is an unrestricted free agent but has expressed to the athletic through sources that he wants to remain in Indiana. I don't know what to make of that, but it is kind of interesting that he's not mentioned as part of it. I don't really disagree with, with keeping TJ or anything. He's a great player, but um, considering like that we've seen KP willing to move guys who are restricted. I mean, not restricted, who are unrestricted free agents um, early to get as much valuable as uh, value as possible. I mean, what did you think of that when reading it? Cause it did, it did stick out for me for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, um, to me, it feels like, I, I don't know how much value we want to have it be yeah. just because he is going to be a free agent. And I would guess someone would rather just, Wait and get him after the season because I mean, let's face it, when is he going to round into shape this year, if at all? Although I did see him in the flesh last night and he looked, he did look mighty good, good stroke in the jumper, but you know that was not running up and down the floor. Um, so, uh, yeah, his status is uh, interesting, and right now, I mean, think about why would he even come back <laughs> if the ball missing? Unless you know, obviously, get him back when he's really, really healthy to start working through some things for next year. But 
you know, kind of like, um, you know, Paul George did at one point, and Old built man, injury history. But, um, you know, now you got TJ McConnell out. Um, this obviously, you know, I will be interested to see the reaction to this report and and how it plays out immediately and over the next month. Well, media day is going to be interesting tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, this is like a major stake in, in the trajectory of the franchise. Um, I'm not even sure what that means, but regardless, um, this, this is a point that, that we're going to remember um, because I have a, I had really doubt everyone's going to come out and dispute this, and I really doubt that nothing is going to happen. So, um, um, but, but as far as the Warren thing, it is, I, I, I mean, if, if a deal is con- contingent on Warren being involved, I, yeah, I think he would be involved for sure. Yeah. Um, but, um, his long-term status and, you know, how are you going to sign him, all that stuff. Um, that is kind of a different conversation, but it's, it, it, it's equally a, a, a sticky wicket with, with him and his health history and, and, you know, how, how are they going to keep him? And, and he's going to be, I guess, he and Robin would be the, the vets here and, and Justin Holiday, but, you know, there's no, no, um, nothing that says, you know, like Justin Holiday won't be thrown in a deal. You know, I mean, I think everybody is kind of going to be available. If, if yeah. there's a, the uh, only, the only player the who is unavailable is Malcolm Brogdon because he can't be traded. I think that's <laughs> how it's come off. Like, right. Right. And that's what makes and it I think interesting. They prefer too. To keep, I, I think they prefer to keep Duarte and, and Jackson, you know, obviously mm-hmm. they're, they're young guys, but, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even them. If, if it had to have to be, I guess um, it would depend on. But but again, I think moving if you stick to the the, the Sabonis the, the turn, those are guys teams like we say who are in. Um, we got we're making a run right now. We want to win right now mode, um, and they're not looking to add a bunch of players. You know, they're not looking for that blockbuster ten ten guy deal. Um, they're looking to get that one guy in to fill a role that they want to fill, you know, whether it's a shot block, whether it's, you know, the all around place, a bonus, whatever. A guy off the bench like LeVert. I mean, LeVert, I feel, has great value as that. I mean, we've talked about that before, about if he could be your sixth man coming off the bench, it'd be fantastic for him. Um, so uh, we'll see, obviously, how that plays out. But um, the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Um... I think the last thing I want to close out on that is definitely going to be interesting to see. Uh, it also was mentioned in the article, you know, they really want to get more playing time for Chris Duarte and, and Isaiah Jackson. Like I think yeah. it said 30 minutes per game for Chris Duarte. Like that's the vision, something like that. Like, you know, allowing him to start and just getting Jackson more playing time. Um, I am so interested to see how that stuff starts to play out. Uh, mm-hmm. on court because that could be uh, interesting for, for numerous reasons. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, hey, and your guy O'Shea. Well, yeah, up, right? it's about time. And he played so well, well yesterday too. Like He did. It was great. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. So, I just am, I, I am hopeful that this goes on smoothly. Uh, it probably will not, but, um, you know, we, a guy can hope. Um, 
it, one more thing to bring up here, just yeah, as if there isn't enough craziness going on here. But uh, I just heard it on the radio the other day. Um, Jake Query, who's a morning host and local media um, guy around here for a long, long time. Um, and he has some very close connections um, inside the field house. But he just blew the idea of taking over the team for Pritchard, being GM, and then another coach coming in. And and it was as the conversation went on, I was like, that would be interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's just like another variable in this whole thing. Um, <clears throat> is what, what might they do? I mean, it, even this report, you know, it was like, Carl, I want to do see what these guys had, see what he could do with them. And, you know, now obviously he's tried every mixed match and, and, uh, option, um, and is ready to move on. But, um, that was an interesting dynamic. And that was the thing, you know, you wonder, um, is, you know, Pritchard still on solid footing. I'm, I'm sure, you know, this is do or die for him if he's not, but, but, um, that would be another interesting dynamic here as, as we move forward to, to see how the front office's uh, decisions are made. Yeah, no, undoubtedly. Um, well, Tom, we will definitely be talking more soon. I have no doubt. Um, to everyone listening, thank you for listening. If you have not already, of course, be sure to go rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. We always want to hear from you and get your feedback. Read us at IndieCornrows.com. And please stick with us. I know that that things are, are changing up, but as, as we talked about on pod, I think this is going to be for the better. Uh, I think the product's going to be better on court. I think it's going to be best for all the players involved, honestly, given how things have gone. This just felt like a bad relationship uh, getting to a, a point in this season. Uh, there are better things on the horizon, even if the, the win-loss record is probably not going to end up great this year, in all honesty. So thank you again. I appreciate you. Have a good rest of your day.